0: This is the House Call Doctors Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madge. So you're driving in your car when two-year-old junior sitting in the backseat all of a sudden breaks out in an unbearable shriek. My goodness, what could have happened? Does she injure herself somehow? So you quickly turn to the right to view the backseat to investigate when you feel a sudden kink in your neck. Ouch. All to realize that she's dropped her T-Rex on the floor. I know many of you can relate to this monumental toddler tragedy. More often than not, however, I find patients in the office who have neck pain without a precipitating injury. It just seems to pop out of nowhere. This can be even more frustrating, not knowing what you could have possibly done to trigger it. In both situations, the cause is a strain of the neck muscles or ligaments that is typically benign and self-resolving. However, Sometimes it can come and go, depending on what is causing it, and in others, neck strain can become chronic if it's ignored. So let's learn what neck strain really is. 10 tried and true stiff neck remedies, plus when you should actually consider seeing your doctor about the neck strain. So first of all, the back of the neck is referred to as the cervical spine, and it comprises of seven vertebral bones surrounded by ligaments nerves and muscles the central canal of these vertebrae house nerves that send messages by running up and down between the brain and our body parts therefore if we strain these tissues the nerves that run through them to feed the body parts can also get inflamed so this can cause numbness and or tingling down the arm into the hands Once it's injured, our immune system responds by attempting to patch it up. Therefore, it inflames the area and it may even collect extra fluid around it. And when touching it or using that particular muscle, it's gonna be painful. It's our body's way of telling us, however, that we need to allow that part of the body to heal. So there are two ways in which we constrain this region of the spine. First, by specific injury that overstrains the neck muscles and other structures, the whiplash from a car accident, overextending or improper movement of the neck, such as turning to view the backseat of the car, like I mentioned, and direct trauma to the site, such as while playing football, let's say, are common ways that people injure the neck. Another cause is improper posture especially during prolonged sitting, standing, or poor sleep positions, believe it or not. Very often this is due to workstation ergonomics, whether it's while using your computer at home or at work, or while remaining in the same position for prolonged periods of time. This one's hard to decipher though, because there's not a triggering event that, that the patient actually remembers. It's something that they're doing repetitively throughout time. So how do we diagnose the next strain? Well, your doctor can diagnose this simply with a history and physical exam most of the time. Without a trauma triggering the event, an x-ray or other imaging is really not necessary for acute neck strain. Imaging can be considered if the pain becomes chronic, however, which is thankfully not frequently the case. So what can you do about the neck muscle pain? Well, even if you do nothing to actively treat the neck strain, most of the time it will heal on its own as long as the underlying cause has been eliminated and you're not recurrently injuring it. Even if it's in in repetitive, um, subtle ways, such as workstation ergonomics. Otherwise, you can help it along with some of the following quick and dirty tips. Number one, rest. Avoid re-injuring the C-spine. Next time Junior decides to drop a bomb in the backseat, do yourself a favor and pull over. Or better yet, wait until you have actually reached your destination. Number two, proper posture. Imagine that you're being held up with a string like a puppet. Being constantly cognizant of your spine positioning. Shoulders back, head facing forward. Always use the back support of your seat in the car, at work, and everywhere you sit. Number three, proper work station ergonomics. Some employers actually offer an ergonomic evaluation because they realize that it's often well worth the cost of the evaluation and equipment rather than having to deal with a worker's compensation case. If not, you can actually check out the transcript to this podcast on the quickanddirtytips.com webpage for House Call Doctor. And you can check out the occupational safety and health administration's diagram to learn vital workstation posture. In addition to checking out Mayfield Clinic's page for photos of proper sleep positions, I've placed a link to both on the transcript. Number four, ice and or heat. Well, ice aids with acute inflammation and heat loosens the muscles. So rotating each every 20 minutes can also even help. But in general, use whatever best relieves the pain. Number five, stretching. The last thing you wanna do is remain inactive. Continuing with your daily routine activities is vital and stretching exercises on a daily basis can also keep the muscles from stiffening. And again, I've placed another link to stretching exercises on the transcript to this particular podcast. Number six, anti-inflammatories. Well, over-the-counter anti-inflammatories, like ibuprofen, are one of the mainstays of treatment. Not only do they help relieve pain, but they also fight the inflammation. A common regimen is ibuprofen 600 milligrams and always with food three times a day for a time period, like one week, and then as needed. But note that not everyone can take them. So please ask your doctor first before initiating this. Number seven, pain relievers. Acetaminophen is another over-the-counter option, but it does lack anti-inflammatory properties. If you can't take anti-inflammatories, this would be another option. Number eight, muscle relaxants. These can help loosen up the muscles for some, but it does not attack the underlying problem, which is the inflammation. But they can help as an adjunct to anti-inflammatories. And they tend to be sedating, therefore it's best if you start taking them at bedtime only. Number nine, corticosteroids. If you have numbness and are tingling down the arm that is associated with the neck pain, another regimen that may be considered is a short course of a prescription steroid to quickly calm down the nerve. And lastly, number 10, physical therapy. Physical therapy can aid in strengthening and improve the range of motion of the neck muscles. So there you have it. 10 tips to help you get rid of that neck kink. So when should you see your doctor? Well, if you've had an injury precipitating the pain, if the symptoms last longer than four to six weeks, if there are problems with your bowel or urine, If there are other neurologic symptoms like problems with the speech, motor skills, balance, vision, sensation, etc. If it's progressively worsening despite conservative treatment, again, I just want to note that it's always best to err on the side of caution if you're not sure or if you're concerned in any way. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctor's Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today or you simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. So please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor and catch you next time.